0: Bienvenidos a Jugando Tus Fichas. Today, we will speaking about recreating a healthy relationship with money when you lose everything, your home, car, and all personal possessions. That's the story of Jasmine Lopez, a Latina creative entrepreneur and storyteller who has worked in the creative industry for over 15 years. In 2010, Jasmine's family lost it all, their home, car, and possessions. Absolutamente todo. She believes this loss was an invitation to reimagine and redefine what striving really means. Over the last 13 years, Jasmine has been pursuing and building an intentional life that is rooted in her values and what brings her joy and meaning. She's been able to build an abundant life, not tied to money. Jasmine invites you to journey with her as she shares how she was able to find healing and pursue through her story, as well as how to take a dream and turn it into a reality while being authentically you. What an inspiration, living with everything you need and still being happy. Escuchemos esta historia con muchísima inspiración. Let's dive in. Hola, ladies. ¿Cómo están? Bienvenidas a otro episodio de Jugando Tus Fichas. Hola, Evelyn. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, Rosa, allá atrás. Eh, Hoy no tenemos a nuestra... Adorada Marlene, because she is going go 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 nonstop with her dissertation and her PhD. But we're really excited um, for all the work that she's producing. But anyway, so today we have a very special guest as every show, right? Um, Jasmine Lopez, and she'll get a chance to say hi. But this is this one in particular is so it's actually very unique and exciting this this relationship, and I want to speak a little bit about it because I I want to emphasize the importance of social media sometimes a lot of people say that social media is bad or is a bad influence but in this it brought together um, in this particular occasion there was like a a time where um, for Hispanic Heritage Month that a group of Latinas came together to support one another and this time we connected again and I'm really excited and she's here to tell her story and how do we set that relationship with money so hi Jasmine how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to be with you and to share my story.
0: Awesome. So, Evelyn, I see you all, like, señores, we're recording at, like, 10 p.m. at night, and you have to see, I I wish we could share this video. Evelyn looks, like, six in the morning. She's, like, a morning riser, and she's looking fabulous, guys.
2: Well, full disclosure, I just came from recording a TV show, so... (laughs) Um, I definitely have makeup on and did my hair, which I haven't done in a while, but I'm super excited to be with the family of Jugando Tus Fichas. Belita, I love you. Marlencita, so I know you're working really hard. We miss you so much. <laughs> we can wait till May so you can be done with that PhD and we can celebrate and um, be unexcited to have Jasmine with us. Talk about that relationship that sometimes scares us. Um, so I don't know. I think we should just get started.
0: Yes our first question is like, obviously life lives happen, right? Like shit happened. <laughs> if you pull, if you put it that way, right? Like what was the most scary part of losing everything? And if you can share a little bit about like, what well, what do we mean by everything, right? Like what exactly what happened, what happened and when? I think it was 2010, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. So in 2010, the, during the mortgage crisis, um, we lost our home, our car, and all of our possessions. And before we knew it, we found ourselves houseless, no furniture, and all we could take with us was like clothes and anything that could be washed. Because what happened was not only did we lose our house to the mortgage crisis, but that was also a year where we experienced a natural disaster, of flooding And before we knew it, we had like mold. We didn't know that the house had mold issues prior to. And so this kind of like really made it worse. And we had a mold inspector come out and he found that our levels were so high. And he said, do not take anything that cannot be washed because if you take this into a new space, you will take those spores with you. And so we could only take what could be cleaned. And so, yes, we found ourselves with with nothing and having to start all over. And it was devastating. Um, I think I was depressed. I I felt like a failure. I was in my young 20s, a young mom, and I felt like my life was over. Now, never forget talking to the bankruptcy coach or case manager. And I asked her, I said, when will this feeling in my chest go away? Like, When will I not feel like I'm suffocating? And she said, Jasmine, just take time it takes time for for you to overcome this and basically what I found myself in was in the space of having an opportunity to reimagine and redefine what success looks like and to be able to sit in the space to say I tried pursuing this American dream the way that I was told to And now what does it look like for me to redefine it and really create a life that reflects the things that I deeply care about and that are based out of and rooted out of my values.
0: Wow. So just to pause for a second and digest that, um, can you talk about a little bit about like, when do you, when do you start to see hope along the way? When do you, And if you found anything along the way that made you see that light at the end of the tunnel, right? Because you were saying like, when I'm going to be feeling different, right? Like when did that start to change for you?
1: Well, initially I thought it was because I just didn't know how to budget or that I had a money mismanagement issues. And so I started learning and taking classes on budgeting and all of those things. And I found myself in these same cycles of just feeling like we're never going to get over this lack or this struggle, right? Like we're meant to struggle. I grew up in a single Latina home, um, low income, financial insecurity. And so I took on this mindset, this belief into my adulthood that as an adult, I would also continue to struggle. And so it wasn't until about six years ago where I really sat in this space where I was like, Something is not clicking. There is a disconnect here between what I've learned about budgeting and how to save and actually finding freedom in my money management. There's so much shame. There's so much um, discord between my thoughts and my relationship to money. And that's really when I began a money healing journey. Uh, I got into therapy. Oh, I I love
0: that. Wait, wait, wait. A pause. Money (laughs) healing. Journey. Journey, yes, I love
1: that. Yeah, and I think a big part of it is reframing our mindsets in a way that says one, no matter how much money we have in our bank account, we each have buying power. So how are we going to use those dollars to make an impact, not just in our own lives, but in our families' lives, and then collectively? Right, we're such a communal group of people that we're not individualistic. That's a very Americanized type of mindset. And that's not how we are as Latinos. We're very giving, generous people. We're here to support the community, not just ourselves individually, right? So there was this mindset shift that I had to make in where it was that money wasn't this thing that controlled me or where my value and my worth was dictated by how much money I had. I had to realize that this is a tool that promotes healing. And so how will I use this tool that can benefit my family, where I can build generational wealth, but then also where I can think about my community's opportunity to thrive as well. And the only way I could do that was working in my mindsets and the beliefs that I had. So scarcity, this idea that I'm going to live in lack. How do I reframe my mind to say that I can actually live in abundance and I can learn about money in a way where I can make intentional decisions in how I use my dollars, and that I have the wisdom, the guidance, and the insight to do that, because my buying power promotes healing, and I can contribute positively to my life and the lives of those I love and around me.
2: Well, thank you, Jasmine. That's that's very true, um, thinking from that abundance space. Um, And I know you mentioned therapy, and I think, Annabelle, and I'm also curious to know, how was that process of therapy? How did it impact your relationship towards money?
1: Yeah, so I think that very first meeting I had with my therapist, I was very scared and nervous at first. And she said, um, because I actually went for something else. Initially, I went to see my therapist to talk about my childhood the trauma I had experienced and she said well I think we're actually going to focus on this <laughs> and I was like okay and it ended up being my father right uh this idea of abandonment that's actually what she was like and she said Jasmine um it's good that you walk through this forgiveness process and all of that but it does something to the brain the trauma and the experiences we have does something to the brain that it impacts Impacts how we see ourselves and how we see the world. And when she said that, it was like a light bulb moment, not just for relationally, but also in my relationship to money. And so that's really what started me on this journey with my mental health. It was uh, going to therapy, my going to, um, I was in a small group within my church, you know, just building healthy relationships with women. And then also being able to uh, really sit in my own, unpacking journaling meditating writing down like what are these limiting beliefs that I actually believe about myself and what is the truth how do I tap into this potential that's actually there and has always been there and that is available to me that I don't believe is available to me
2: wow so definitely um I want to kind of bring it together um is pierdes la casa pierden sus posesiones um you realize that you're you feel empty not only because of the the loss of the possessions, but now you're left with nothing and with a family. So um I've seen that it taken years. I I, I went as soon as you said seven years ago six years ago you started feeling fulfilled again and everything happened in 2010. So we're talking about, Years before you can come to a good place with situations. Lo que nos recuerda que perdió la casa, perder todo, sentir ese vacío, no solamente económico, sino emocional, le ha tomado años. And I want to bring this up about the time is because sometimes we think a magic pill is going to take it away. It's going to happen by two years and I'm going to wake up brand new. Life healing takes time we're talking 2010 to 2023 when she now feels liberated and able to empower others and when going back to her childhood where everything really lied lied right because of the abandonment you suffered so todo está conectado porque le tomado tiempo recuperarse sanarse Eh, darse cuenta de que esa sanación venía de otros traumas que tenemos en nuestra niñez. O sea, que todo está conectado. No nos podemos levantar hoy o en dos años y decir, ya estoy curada. El uno sanar sus traumas, el uno superar situaciones, toma tiempo. Y solamente quiero retraerlo a colación para que aquella mujer que nos esté escuchando, whoever is listening to us, it's going to take time. Just hold tight. Do what you need to do. Therapy is the best thing ever, at least for me. I've I've been in therapy for a long time, and I think Jasmine, you're a testament to that as well. So um, just do whatever you need to do to find that healing. And I just wanted to make that pause because I think it's important to let people know we can be in dark places, but we can come up at the end of the tunnel, like Annabelle said earlier.
0: And I that was so beautiful, beautifully said, Annabelle. And I'm wondering also as part of the therapy journey, and just thinking. If you confronted any challenges with healing, but also this peer pressure from family members, from people's like, I mean, we know it is in our or closer cycle, right? Like that pressure is like, cuando te vas a buscar un carro que maneje or you know, like, there's always this pressure, right? And I think it's not intentional, but it it is a it's, it is a pressure. So you as a Backbone or your family, like how do you feel that and how do you actually recover from that? Or even how do you build a skin to deal with it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think, first of all, I think there's nothing wrong with finding joy in fashion and shoes and in certain material possessions, right? If that's something that brings you joy and meaning. So I think that's what's kind of the missing link in this whole money journey is identifying that each of us, there are different things that we can experience that brings us joy and meaning and what, what are our own personal values. So one of the processes that I have walked through is to be able to identify in my life what brings me joy and meaning. And when I can create my budget or allocate certain funds in the things that bring me joy and meaning, it means that I'm rooted out in the things that I deeply value. And so when a friend who is buying new Nikes or is buying themselves a new Sunday outfit for church every weekend, I can celebrate them in that and not feel like I need to keep up with them, because that is something that brings them joy and meaning. While for me, it's something completely different. For me, I love curating beautiful spaces, right? So I love interior design, decorating, all of those things. And so in my budget, I reflect those things. Coffee dates, I need it. It is something that fuels me there is something about that one-on-one connection where I can sit across the table getting to learn the stories of new friends or old friends that I deeply enjoy but do I need to get coffee every single day at Starbucks no but can I do it once a week where I can have four intentional coffee dates and I allocate 30 40 dollars in my monthly budget absolutely
0: <laughs> I need absolutely. to hear that Anna. repeat that <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> jealous 30 40 a month weekly and I'm trying to work on it I, I, <laughs> I I'm gonna it, admit it. it I'm not but gonna hide know, it
1: that's unique like if you're in a relationship or a partnership like with my husband he really loves eating out and for me we would have these point of contention because I thought it was such a waste of money and I'm like why are we spending so much money on eating out right but now that we've been able to create our joy and meaning list and we can bring it together, I now can create a budget that reflects what brings him joy and meaning and what brings me joy and meaning and making sure that, hey, if it's in the budget, yeah, if it's in the budget, it doesn't matter. it is gone and that, that fear is gone. Um, and so, yes. And so there's this beautiful thing that can really come out of when we sit in the space of first creating intentional lists that bring us joy and meaning and creating a budget that reflects our values. And it also helps us to know then how to make decisions moving forward, right? So if I want new gym shoes, is that in my budget? Does that reflect my joy and meaning list? Um, And we all need shoes, right? But do I need the Nikes versus can I get something a little bit cheaper, you know, at a, at, yeah, Skechers, right? So it's, it's not that we can't enjoy those things. It's more about how do we live out of those things, but also live within our means.
2: Mm. Yeah. One thing I practice Jasmine, um, it has helped me and I haven't done it in a while. I'm a big fan of Lululemon. It's a guilty pleasure. So what I do is um, I haven't bought anything this year. It's been like a year and a half since I have bought anything, but I have built a little bit of a, you know, a, diversity like a- <laughs> into my content of lululemon ownership um but now i'm like if i don't need it i don't i can i don't even go into the website um what has helped me is like i invest on like okay what's good that is gonna last me that i'm not gonna have to be on this st- in the store all the time and and now i'm like okay i know what i need right now i need a, a hoodie so i gotta save like 135 dollars for that um but I'm holding off because I know that's not a priority right now. I'll figure it out along the way. So I've been able to say, okay, this is not a good idea right now. let me hold off or I know it's an investment now, but for the next year I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna be able to spend any more money on workout gear, for example, because I would rather buy something a little bit better quality that will last me years So it's an investment, right? versus the $20, three and then I have to go back to TJ Maxx. So um, that has been kind of my strategy in, in dealing with that aspect. I've been able to keep that one down. The coffee, I'll tell you another time.
0: Even like acquiring that in the era of before the housing crisis, is so much different now, right? Like, i just curious to hear like how you so let's put it this way. Maybe can you share how you approach that before your healing and how do you approach it now so people can see the difference?
1: Yeah. So before I did, we didn't have a plan for how we we're going to pay it off if we incurred debt, right? Now we're debt-free minus the house. We don't have debt. Our cars are paid off. Um, our, we, don't, we use credit cards, but we have the cash flow to maintain paying them off every month. So I think that's the strategy behind it, right? It's utilizing credit cards as a way to help us move forward towards our goal. So an example in that is we wanna travel. So we have a credit card that allows for us to gain points but the only way we'll use it is if we have the proper cash flow to pay that off so that we're not incurring um, interest and so forth, right? So it pays off every month and it keeps our credit score looking good. Our credit u- utilization is low. And then that means that we can then travel hack and be able to experience traveling as a family without getting into debt.
0: Hmm. I love that. And, and you also touch base on credit score. Can you talk a little bit about how, because I feel like when you lose everything, right? Like everything, it's like a, this domino effect, right? Like everything else fall, fall apart, Right. How do you deal with a credit score in that storm process, like storming process? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So, you know, for us specifically in the beginning, I was like, no credit cards. We're not going to do credit cards. We're not going to do this again. So one of our ways to rebuild our credit was we needed a car, right? We lost our car. We didn't have a car. So uh, we ended up just buying a car through cash. We got some money through a friend, our family member that you know we bought like a really low cost car that only lasted us like a year. And then after that, it gave us the time and the space to be able to then purchase a car so that we can be able to start repairing our credit. And then I think about another year after that, we did get a credit card to be able to start, again, rebuilding our credit. But really the goal was not to utilize that credit or that card as a way to incur or purchase things. It was more kind of like an emergency card because we didn't really have savings either. We weren't making enough income to have savings. So this credit card became kind of our emergency fund. And if we needed it, then we used it. And then now in 2023, now we have an emergency fund, we have a savings, we have, and we're kind of in this news, this new economic uncertainty, right? Like with inflation, banks crashing. It's been very triggering, if I'm honest, for me, like this, like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? (laughs) What's gonna happen to the housing market? What's gonna happen? Like, are we gonna lose it all? And I have to remind myself, I'm like, Jasmine, who I was back in 2010 is not who I am today. I now have I've done the healing work, I have the strategies, I have the coping strategies, I have the tools that says I'm in a much better, wiser space, and I've learned how to have such a healthy relationship with money that even if things got tough, right, and I am still sitting in that, we experienced, I experienced the pay decrease last year, a pretty big, significant one, and so we have been pulling out of our emergency fund to fill in that deficit, and I sit in the space of saying, oh my gosh, I am now who I am today. And I can sit in the space. We have an emergency fund to pull off of. We're not where we were back in 2010. And we can, we're gonna make it through this. And it's gonna help make my mental health stable. It's gonna maintain my relationship with having a healthy relationship with money Right, So that pay decrease I experienced could have deeply impacted my worth and my value and instead i'm like no how much money i make does not impact my worth or my value i am still who i am i still bring what i bring to the table and that has nothing to do with how much money i get paid weekly so so there's a lot of mindset work and lastly money healing it's not li- linear any healing journey is not linear it is always a constant up and down rhythm and flow it's all about taking the tools we've learned throughout the journey and implementing it into the now and saying, how can I learn from this? And what steps can I take moving forward? Oof,
0: I love you mentioned yes. a couple of great nuggets, which is the first one, you have not let money control your mindset. You are so strong um, in, the, in the way you see money, the way you feel about life, like even our pay cut doesn't control the way that you should be feeling like you are prioritizing joy over in some ways abundance right so I think that speaks volume honestly like where you are in your journey so I appreciated that the other thing that I wanted to really mention which I think is something that a lot of us probably are going through right now there's a lot of um what's to think with money right in the economy and where things would land like there's a lot of like fury.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's I think there's more power in being able to say I have not arrived. Like you might assume because I'm here sharing my story I've arrived. <laughs> Everything is perfect. It's easy now. No. <laughs> it is it is a daily challenge. It is a daily reflection to sit in and to ask and really check in emotionally and mentally. Where am I at right now? What am I believing about myself in this season? Are there any lies that I need to confront so that I can expose it and continue to heal and continue to move forward with whatever is next for me?
2: Annabelle, you tengo una pregunta. I have one more thing. Jasmine, you have spoken about your healing and how you have built this relationship with money, finding joy in it. But I also know that that community piece is very important to you so how do you touch up on that um I'm so proud I just recently made my first um community impact investment um so I'm like una fiebre y una cosa como que it's a big deal pero que no fue mucho money so I'm like just laughing about it so tell me like how <laughs> do you stop
0: it, stop it
2: <laughs> no, pero no, but I want to be real, you know, like that's just what I'm feeling. Yo estoy proud if I take aside the amount of money that I took and I say, wow, Evelyn, you made an investment in another business, right? So that's a big deal. Y, y yo relajo del dinero because sometimes we're shy to support our community because we don't have the millions. But a veces even when somebody needs $10, you never know what those $10 can do. You don't know what $20 can do. Uh, maybe esa persona no tenía para su merienda hoy y tú, te, y tú le $10 and now they have their lunch. So you never know. Um, so when you take the number aside, I'm proud, but I'm not like saying, no, porque fue en tanto, because it's not a lot of money. So that's where it comes from, Annabelle, pero I know that it has value. So how have you, Jasmine, integrated the community piece on it?
1: Yeah, so I actually started a nonprofit six years ago uh, as a way to partner with my community and my neighbors and it's called the Firehouse Dream. And I wanted to partner with the next generation of youth, specifically youth of color, letting them know that their creative dreams can become a reality. And how do we build a healthy relationship with money? So financial wellness and mental health. So understanding how our lived experiences have impacted how we see ourselves, the world and money. So that especially as entrepreneurs, if we don't do this inner work, then it's going to be really hard to charge what we need to charge and to feel like we can be profitable and that we're worthy of what we're trying to charge, right? So it's really this holistic approach. And so in doing this nonprofit, I have learned so much about philanthropy uh, and what philanthropy is and isn't. And I, I, I deeply value community-centered philanthropy and giving. And it's not about how much we can each give. It's about how we put our dollars together to make an impact in our communities. And at the end of the day, that's what matters the most. It's not about how much, it's about putting it
2: together for that greater impact. You said it beautifully. I don't think I have anything to add to that. but <laughs> what are your thoughts?
0: Well, look at, look at this now, right? Like perspective, right? She loves everything in 2010. And now she is making a difference in her community and she has to raise money to make and influence that difference too, right? So I feel like life goes into cycle and it's in an interesting way. And I feel like in some ways, it's a little bit of the, you know, I feel like life giving back to you, Jasmine, Um, you know, how do you are? Like, I I actually follow your account and I see how the community have embraced you and your family and that's very telling and I feel like beautiful, right? So I congratulate you also for that because I feel like to nurture that, to nurture and essentially teach your story in a a way in your community and how people can change their relationship with their health and and money is huge, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's awesome. Thank you. That's your, that's your superpower.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a question. Yeah. Que yo tenía, like, what's her superpower? There you go.
1: Yeah, I think there is such beauty to us, specifically Latinos and other people of color, to go back to our roots and to go back to the communities of which we came from. And I think a lot of us have felt the pressure to leave and never look back. And so the fact that I can move back to a community that reflects uh, my lived experience, that reflects my cultural experience, and to be able to say, like, we can experience success. And this is what it looks like to experience that and to give back to my own community without having to leave it.
0: Oof. I feel like every, every time you share this, nuggets, Jasmine, I'm like behind, I, we're like on a Zoom people. And I'm like, every time she speaking, I'm like, oof. I'm like snapping my... fingers on the back because I feel like that's huge right like the stuff that you are I mean it's just beautiful all those how everything has come together and your story and how you are um you know bringing this back to your community and influencing that change in in that way so congrats again I I just cannot stop
2: (laughs) (laughs) see I'm super excited I think everything happened in the Order that needed to happen, an Annabelle. So it, it starts aligned for her to be here tonight. Um, Jasmine, before I close or before we close, I say I because at the end I, I do the summary. That's my job. If not, I will be fired by our executive producer. Um, so, what are your social media so people can learn a little bit more about your organization, about what you do, what you believe in, and really um, connect and, and see how you can certainly bring some light? Hopefully. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, if you want to follow me personally, it's Authentic Adventure Co. And that's where I talk about all things money, money healing, my story, my cultural identity, being Puerto Rican and Mexican. Um, And then, if you want to follow the organization and what we're doing through the nonprofit, it's called the Firehouse Dream. And we actually are located in a firehouse.
2: Woohoo! That's awesome. Bueno, señores, uh, before Annabelle says, bye, I got to make sure I do my job. And there was so much to share today um, that it's going to be hard for me to really give you everything. But um, I think what resonated with me today was identifying what brings you joy, what brings you meaning. Identificar que nos trae felicidad, que nos trae un significado en nuestra vida cuando pensamos en el dinero. Y de que aprendamos a identificar esto y esto nos va a ayudar a a saber cuándo y cómo vamos a gastar ese dinero. So when you're able to figure out uh, what brings you meaning, what brings you joy, it's going to help your budget, right? Because then you're going to say, hmm, that's not in my joy and meaning list. So do I really need it? So it's going to help you como que... Curate, you curate what you spend your money on. Tú sabes, uno hace como una curación, okay? ¿en qué voy a gastar mi dinero? Y que si no se alinea con lo que me trae felicidad y significado, entonces significa que yo no lo necesito, valga la redundancia. Otra parte que de verdad me gustó fue la de crear ese joy and meaning list. So a lo mejor we can tweak some of the wording around budgeting, right? Um, and we create that list and that will help us. And we don't feel restricted porque a veces la palabra budget, como decía Annabelle earlier, can create like a sense of ans- like anxiety. Oh my God, no puedo gastar mi dinero. Tengo que estar limitado. So maybe reframing our mindset, even with the worrying, because las palabras tienen poder. O sea que cambiemos nuestra mentalidad con respecto a ese dinero porque la palabra tiene poder escribirlo un poquito más acertado, no siempre tiene que ser ahí el presupuesto, sino que podemos crear esa lista de felicidad y de significado y que esa sea lo que esté reflejado en nuestro budget. Um, there is so much therapy, please, people, I can never enforce it enough. We spend very, based on our feelings. Siempre gastamos muchas veces dependiendo cómo nos sintamos, así que por favor, desen el permiso de ir a terapia. It's okay to go to therapy. Rompamos esos esquemas, esos mitos de que no se puede. Cuando we address our childhood trauma, we flourish again como un bebé, como un nuevo bebé. Así que vamos a a trabajar esos traumas y vamos a ver cómo se conectan y vamos a romperlos para así tener una relación buena, no solo con el dinero, sino con nuestra propia vida. So I think that's all I have because there was so much in there. Um, Your travel hacks I love and making sure that you use your credit card as long as you have the money to pay it off at the end of the month. Así que, señores, yo creo que tenemos de todo y lo que les voy a recomendar es que lo escuchen otra vez y lo escriban para que puedan llevarse todos los nuggets de este gran podcast. Belita, what do you think?
0: Awesome. No, I, I mean, nothing else to add. As always, this is a perfect summary. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you, Jasmine. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being vulnerable, you know, being vulnerable in this space. I think that's a hard thing to do, honestly. Not everyone is willing to share the story and share like their lows, right? So I appreciate you. Appreciate all the work that you do in the community. Can you remind the audience where you're based and with your organization and where you're based? Just, I mean, I, I know you share your, your social media handle, but just to give people a sense where you are geographically
1: yes so we are in the chicagoland area just outside of chicago we are in maywood illinois
0: great awesome and and make sure you follow her on social media she has launched recently a beautiful wellness kit which i'm hoping to buy at some point too where she has like featured toys she has some some great um you know tools for people who are being struggling um you know, emotionally, uh, with life, with, you know, I, I think a little bit of what we talked about today, like should happen, right? Like, and I really love and and appreciate all the tools that you included there. So I'm 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 hoping to support the cost, support the work, and also get in return such a cool kit. So I'm looking forward to supporting your work. And guys, again, make sure you follow her. Thank you again. Thank you everyone for joining. Another show and see you next time. Thank you, Evelyn. Thank you. Bye. We love
2: you all. Bye. Bye. Chicas, esto es todo por hoy en Jugando tus fichas. Don't forget to sign up to our email list at www.jugandotusfichas.com and subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our next episode. While you're at it, tell us how to tu juegas those fichas or your challenges if you have a wonderful Latina in your tribe that will enjoy this podcast go ahead share it be sure to tune in for our next episode hasta la próxima till next time